Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Oh, that's one of the scary ones. Friday the 13th. Why? What do you know? Friday the 13th? What? Blockbuster Blake Stubbs. Do you realize it's almost Friday the 13th? I was going to come in here and ask if you're doing the marathon tomorrow, John. Are you, you going you gonna to start early and end big? No. <laughs> no, not. No. No. No, I even, as a matter of fact, I don't even know if I've ever seen a Friday the 13th movie, to be honest with you. Oh, well, I highly recommend at least check out the first one. Okay. I think, I think that one's that one's the required starting point. And then, of course, if you if you dive into the franchise, uh, you know, the, the series of films that I, I think you'll find that, uh, and don't go on Twitter. Don't read, don't read <laughs> or X or whatever it is. Don't read social media. Just, okay. If you start diving in, you're going to find that you're going to, you're going to have a favorite somewhere in there. And it may be the first one. It could be the third one. It could be the eighth one. Gotcha. I mean, you, you just don't know. You just uh, don't you're know. You're wild rides, though, the further and further you go. Uh, what did you want to report on tonight? I mean, I know that you want to talk about some movies you've seen, but I also think you wanted to yes. mention something in the scary vein. Am I right about that? Yes, sir. Uh, I actually went ahead and put together, a, I don't call it a top 10 list, but a 10 list, 10 movie list very quickly that I thought I'd rattle off. Yeah. Um, that I, I think is like essential viewing for this time of year. Okay. Now, of course, there's other things here and there. There's 31 days in the month. Some people are very uh, stringent about hitting 31 movies in 31 days. Wow. Uh, I have not been able to do that this year. So I figured, you know, by the end of this month, I should be able to knock out these 10. All and right. I thought I would just, I'd throw them your way, and maybe you've seen some of these. All right. Maybe you haven't. Let's uh, go. All right, well, we're, we're going to start off number 10. We're going to get the family viewing film out of the way, and then it's going to be put the kids to bed. All so right. the first film right out of the gate is 1991. This is a childhood favorite of mine, uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Most people would think I was going to say Hocus Pocus. Most people uh, might think I might say a Disney Channel original movie, like Halloween Town or something. No, for me, as a kid, yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid was one of the best Halloween movies I had ever seen. Uh, uh, and, of course, I was six when it came out. Right. So, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't really have the refined palate that I yes. do now. But uh, I did grow up a big Jim Varney, uh, Ernest fan. And uh, I do think that that movie actually has a monster in it that might still scare kids uh, if they want to brave <laughs> well, viewing. Uh, but keep in mind, it's a goofy, silly, yeah. nonsense movie. That, right. uh, I think it's just a good kickoff. Good kickoff movie. All right. You know? um, and then uh, number nine, uh, I, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't have Wes Craven on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say 1996 is Scream. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a big one. Uh, formative movie when I was a teen and, or, well, becoming a teenager. And right. then I think that uh, it's probably the one I've maybe rewatched the most um, of, of most of the films on this list. But I can't go one year without watching it. You know, I gotta, I gotta get it in there. I think that, uh, it's meta sense of humor and everything is sort of what a lot of movies are striving for Mm -hmm. these days. Yep. But I think Wes Craven got it right in 96. Um, then, uh, up next is Tim Burton's 1999 Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. um, Which I just found out you can actually watch on, uh, Max. So that's, I guess, readily available if you're a Max subscriber. Um, but yeah, that movie is, uh, 
Uh, what is it the kids like to say, John? All vibes? There's a lot of vibes in yeah. that movie. It's got a great yeah. look to it. Um, <laughs> plenty of gore, if that's what you're after. Um, it's part slasher. It's part inspector story. It's um, just great visuals, and I think it's got an outstanding cast. Um, so I, I would highly recommend Sleepy Hollow around this time of year. And, and, of course, a lot of people are probably listening right now going, yeah, no kidding, dude. Well, trust me, I'm, I'm on the, we're on the same page. Hey, did you ever um, see next, Did you ever see the, did you ever see the Walt Disney version of that? I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's also a favorite. It's, yeah. it's a short form yeah, I know. Uh, by comparison. Right. Um, but I would highly recommend yeah. checking that out. I'm sure it's streaming on like Disney. I love that. I'm sure you can access I love that, that version yeah. of that, yeah. I'm sorry, that, go ahead, number seven. To, no, just that may be one to show the kids. If yeah. You, you, I mean, because Sleepy Hollow is a hard R. I would, I would make sure they don't right. do that one. Um, up next is uh, Francis Ford Coppola tackling Bram Stoker's Dracula, oh, 1992. Fantastic. Yeah, Visual feast of a oh. film with uh, outstanding Gary Oldman performance. Oh my god! It. Yeah, um, it's awesome. You know, I, and I, it's got a lot of uh, you know. There's a lot of discourse around this movie around, about this movie around this time of year when you know these types of films are being viewed more frequently. And I think that uh, Keanu Reeves over time has you know people have their opinions about his casting in the film. And the more that I watch it, and I've seen it probably three or four times now, the more I like the choice of him because he's not at all distracting and it's like he understands his place in this film. Yeah. Um but the rest of it it's it is it's a visual feast. It is a great that, uh, that is a great movie. Yeah. I think you'd be remiss if you just left that one sitting on the shelf or if you didn't rent it or watch it on right. streaming. Right. Um uh, number six is actually the movie, John, that scared me the most in my entire, uh, that has scared me the most in my entire life. The jump scare at the end, 1976 is Carrie. Oh my God. By Brian De Palma. Yeah. Um, talk about a movie that, that <laughs> really takes you places. Uh, and then of course that entire third act. Yep. Um, I think Piper Laurie is, uh, really, really dialed up to a level that has probably never been matched, maybe, in a horror movie, except maybe Tony Collette and Hereditary, which is on my, you know, if we had an honorable mention section, that would definitely be in there as well for uh, movies you should watch around this time of year. Um, and then number five is uh, what I consider a masterpiece, and I just actually rewatched it um, a couple weeks back, which was The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper's 1974 yeah. film that... that has all the trappings of an indie horror film when you look at it, but at the same time, the filmmaking in it is is astonishing um, for for what they were able to accomplish with the budget that they had, and of course, it has a a classic, you know, iconic killer uh, in Leatherface, and oh and yeah, sort of a. Uh, you know, the tip of the iceberg that you get with, with his family and everything in that particular film, I think just everything everything comes out just right with that one. And and I would highly recommend checking it out, especially if you have never seen it. Um, number four, you might need a laugh. We started off with laughs. You might need another one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you Evil Dead 2, directed by Sam Raimi, uh, which came out in 1987, which was a direct sequel to The Evil Dead. Um, the first... I want to say it's about 10 minutes of Evil Dead 2 sort of rehashes what happened in Evil Dead 1, and then it's a whole (laughs) other movie that launches straight off of that narrative. And uh, they really went for more visual gags. Uh, The camera work in the movie is some of the best and and most innovative for the time. Uh, I think Bruce Campbell really comes into his own, obviously, as an actor and a performer, uh, as a comedian as well in that particular film. And, of course, 
loaded with gore. So if you're not looking for that kind of stuff, if you're a little squeamish, maybe Evil Dead 2 is not for you. But for me, it's a mandatory viewing uh, around this time of year. Um, and then uh, number three, uh, we're going to go three masterpieces right in a row. Okay, John, these these are the ones that if you haven't seen them, I highly urge you to go uh, and track it down, see it if you can. But number three is George Romero's Dawn of the Dead from oh, 1978. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I... I can highly recommend any version of this film. There are multiple versions of it. The, the changes range from score to editing to length. Um, I, I'm, I'm a thumbs up for every version of it. Uh, I have seen every version of it. It's, it's the type of movie that uh, when when the leaves start to turn, or what is it, what's the, what's the meme, John? It's like September, the, the last day of September, right into the first day of October. I'm immediately in the mood to watch Dawn right. of the Dead as soon as October hits. Uh, and by the way, it's 45th anniversary is this year, and it will be screening at Regal Cinemas in 2D. They did a 3D screening um, like nationwide at all their theaters last year. Uh, October 27th, though, you could see it on a big screen, especially, I believe, in the Chicago area. So yeah, right. Dawn of the Dead, masterpiece, highly recommend. Okay. Um, and then uh, number two, number two, we just lost the director back in August, and, and I was on the show, and, and we talked uh, you know, at length about him. Uh, but William Friedkin's The Exorcist from 1973. Um, he pretty much maintained up until, I believe, the last like 10 years of his life that it wasn't a horror film, that it was a film about faith. And audiences always respectfully protested that idea. They, they felt like the movie is one of the scariest ever made, um, people were lined up around the block back in 73 to see oh, it. Yeah. Um, after word of mouth and everybody talking about it. Um, and to this day, it still um, scares people. So, um, you know, while it may be about my, uh, a great deal other things other than scares, because that's genuinely not really on its priority list, um, every single one of them can still hit and still frighten an audience. And so I think The Exorcist, uh, that's actually a Halloween night viewing uh, mandatory thing for me as well. Every year, that's a tradition. Yeah. So um, I would highly recommend, if you haven't watched that recently, um, go ahead. And then lastly, John, I think it goes without saying. I'm pretty sure you know what my number one is going to be. Um, it's John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978. Uh, that's the movie that, for many, just it, it's, it's perfectly shot. Um, it's it's very well acted for the type of film that it is. I love Donald Pleasance as the sort of Captain Ahab looking for his Moby Dick uh, in small town <laughs> Illinois, um, even though it's California standing right. in for Illinois. Um, right. The the other thing though too is is that it's it's the type of movie that has endeared uh, as as you know they've made a new trilogy of films. Right. There was a whole series of films that took off. Rob Zombie made uh, an iteration. He made two films. Um, although you could argue three because number two had his second film had a director's cut that uh, took a long time to sort of surface. And then uh, finally, I guess I can, it, it's news now, A24 has bought uh, the Halloween rights, so we should expect plenty oh. more Halloween, um, pr- probably a reinvention of some sort. Yeah. But uh, whether it be TV or film, uh, Halloween is not going away. Nope. Um, and I don't mean the holiday. I mean the the film entity itself um, but for me john the magic is all in that first film the dean cundy cinematography the john carpenter uh and deborah hill work behind you know making that thing happen just of course it also gave us our screen queen jamie lee curtis oh yes it so, did uh, yes, it i did. should say academy award winner jamie lee curtis, indeed uh, as well so um so yeah there's my 10 films that i okay. highly recommend there were a few honorable mentions in there but uh you know, that's not exactly my end-all, be-all, but if you if you came over and wanted to hang and you said, what should we watch, I'd give you that list. And every single one of those is a winner, in my personal opinion. All right, so. we'll be back with more with uh, Blockbuster Blake Stubbs on 720 WGN. John Landecker, along with Blockbuster Blake Stubbs, and we were just talking about 
his top 10 favorite horror films and uh, Exorcist was in there. And, you know, Blake had a big hit uh, song by Mike Oldfield, Tubular Bells from that movie when it was out. So that also added to its uh, success, I believe, if you catch my drift. So what yeah, are we- def- definitely one of the more haunting uh, themes once you combine it with the film. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if you heard it elsewhere or otherwise without the film, you know, completely non sequitur, you'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is that? actually really catchy. Yeah. And, the, and the movie gives it a whole other look, <laughs> you know, a whole other, whole other play. So, um, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's definitely, uh, well, number two on my list, number one right. in my heart. I guess that's the way to say it. What else did you want to touch yeah. on? What else did you want to get to? Uh, well, so uh, speaking of you know the Exorcist possession horror films, right now there's two possession films out uh, in theaters uh, that you can readily uh, go see. One is The Exorcist Believer, directed by David Gordon Green, which um, I will say honestly, I have not seen it yet. Um, however, every single thing I have heard about the movie is that it is a it's a disappointment. And so when I heard you know and combined all the things I'd heard from a couple from a few people actually yeah. who've seen it. Uh, plus what you're hearing online, which is kind of hard to avoid if you have any sense of uh, social media life. Right. Um, I did hear about this other uh, possession film based out of Argentina uh, called When Evil Lurks. Really? I checked out a trailer, and I thought, I have to see this movie. Um, and essentially, the, the general plot of it is that there's this remote village, more like a farming community outside of a major uh, like Argentinian city, uh, where these two brothers find a man who has been infected and essentially um, is slated to give birth to evil itself oh my um now again because this is in spanish the whole film is in spanish right um the the folklore and, and understanding of what this man is and what he's going through which by the way he looks incredibly grotesque he has <laughs> swelled a great deal um he has you know boils and all oh, these things yeah, that are, yeah, yeah. you know based on sight alone you right. know there is something immensely wrong with this man um the folklore like it seems like it's on the tip of everyone's tongue and so they all know these stories, and they've all heard these horror, you know, elements that that you know when this when this happens, it can destroy the whole world. And and the, the stakes feel as if they're building as the film goes on. So as as you get more and more educated people on the lore and everything, it, it begins to become also more savage. The film picks up um, at one point where uh, when people start dying in this film, it's it's all shock. And, and gore and, and you know, just a, in, insane high levels of visceral violence. But the reason why it all works for me, and again, this is a hard R rating. This is yep. not a film I would recommend anyone under, you know, yep. the, the, the MPAA's recommended age C, um, even though I know people are going to see it anyway. Um, this is the type of film that you should be kind of running to go see around this time of year because it's going to jar you. It's going to shock you. Um, the, the fact that none of the actors will really be known to American audiences leaves you completely open to not having any sense of, well, they're definitely going to live and they're definitely going to die. Um, there's also uh, a great deal of, again, like I said, shock moments that I think would rock a live crowd if they were all sitting and watching the movie together. Where is um, it? Where is this play? Like, where is it playing? It is currently playing, from what I can tell, at AMC Theaters nationwide. Wow. Um, and then, okay. here's the thing. This was a Shudder exclusive, so this film will be on the streaming platform Shudder October 27th. So it's having a limited U.S. release right now that is, from what I can tell, all over. Because even right. down here in Peoria, I was able to go see it. You know, it's up, um, if, it's a, then, if it's at all the AMC Theaters, it's going up against the uh, Eras Tour uh, film from Taylor yes. Swift. 
<laughs> which is which is a you know, and, and you could argue that's a that's a horror story. In and no, itself. no, so no, chaos. Blake, no, come on. The negative against Taylor Swift. Nah, come, a, the experience is going to be chaos. The theaters are going to be. I chaos. heard that they're going to let people sing and dance in the aisles. Seriously. Well, I, John, you know that's going to drive me nuts if I were <laughs> one of those. I like the the quiet laughter and, you know, applause at the end when the credits roll wait, kind oh, of thing. Not the, wait a minute, wait a minute. Brendan, what did you say? AMC dropped their no phones policy where you can, like, take out your phones and then, like, take pictures and videos oh, and all that. Oh, my God. Uh, they, they, they dropped a whole bunch of the movie theater etiquette rules yeah. just for the Taylor Please Swift talk. Movie. Please text. Please film. Yeah, yeah and I don't... I don't get the point of that because well, it's like, a, the whole, like being at the theater. It's like being at the concert. Yeah, but the whole concert was yeah. already on TikTok for months. So well, it's like, why are you ruining the movie for people? Well, come on, now. you're you're not, you're not hey, a, for the collective experience uh, yeah. for the people that want it. Yeah, I understand. Where's your um, Swifty heart? I, I just it's one of those things where you know I have to kind of bite my tongue because I understand that this yeah. is so exciting for the people who want to see it. That's uh, right. You know, it did over. I, I can't be within a hundred miles of it, so what? I think I'm going to stay down here in Peoria, um, and then you guys. <laughs> Have all your at the agency theater. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, that movie is going to blow everything out of the water. But yeah. when Evil Lurks is like a sleeper hit, that right now, um, I, I feel people would be remiss to you, to not right. at least look it up. At all least right. look up the trailer. And if you're into those types of horror films, trust me, this is the one you need all to go right. see right now for this season. Thank you, Blake. Always good to talk to you. See you at the movies, as they say in the see you at the movies business. Blake, uh, bl- blockbuster Blake Stubbs.